0: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Welcome to the official out. District Divided podcast. I'm Amit Singh with my co-host, Max Ewert, and we're going to talk to you um, about DC sports. Everything
1: DC sports. We're talking basketball, college basketball, hockey, football. It includes XFL now, everybody. Um, and DC Defenders. DC Defenders, baby. XFL is in and football is year-round now we're going to get into a bit of a deep dive as well and then we're going to just tell you a little bit about ourselves.
0: Yeah, I think for the inaugural podcast, we'll um kind of give an introduction, get into why we love DC sports, what drives us crazy about DC sports because anyone who's from the area knows it's not a it's not the most fun trip, but...
1: <laughs> Last couple of years have been okay, but overall you're overall. right. It's been a very I would I wouldn't even call it a bumpy ride because we just haven't even we haven't even gotten to that point where it could be bumpy.
0: Yeah. It's been mostly downhill.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if you're still with us right now, we're going to get straight into the State of the Union. So starting with the NBA, in the last week, the Wizards have gone 3-1, and one, which is probably one of the only times they've done that all season. It started with a win over Dallas at the buzzer, 119-118, to 118, Bradley Beal with the finish. And then, of course, they lost to the Grizzlies. John Morant has been way too He's good. He's been great. Rookie, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. He's got he got a triple double in that game. Held the Wizards to under a hundred, and he just took over that fourth quarter. Rebounded nicely against the Bulls. Sans Otto Porter. Yeah, shout out Otto Porter. But he was not there, thankfully. Zach Levine went off, but Bradley Beal and the boys too strong. And then a very convincing win against the Knicks.
0: We look real good. Yeah. And so 3-1 and one since the All-Star break. Moving on to college basketball. College basketball. We are looking at both the University of Maryland and Georgetown. Maryland Terrapins went 2-0 and with a win over the Illinois Illini, 75-66. Mm-hmm. And uh, another home win, or oh, an away win against Nebraska, 72-70. A close one there. Um, Georgetown handled DePaul. Um, 76-72. It
1: was a must-win game for Georgetown. They're not even on the bubble necessarily, but they had Yurt 7 go down in the second half, their star center, and they found a way to survive with their five or six players. It's unbelievable. Yeah,
0: important win for them. Yeah, and moving
1: on to hockey. Oh, God. So the Caps. Let me tell you, first place, right? Or at least very close to first place recently, but really, really flat. Ever since Ovechkin got to 698 goals, last two games have been awful. Yeah. Looks like they're forcing
0: it a little bit. Yeah.
1: Losing to the Flyers 7-2 to at home. And then, you know what? We're going to come back. We're playing the Islanders. They're a good team, but we're at home. We got all the rust off there. Nope. Lose 5-3. to My girlfriend and I went to that game, and I was like, you know what?
0: Ovechkin's going to get to 700 today. Might as well get tickets.
1: Might as well get tickets. We got them before the Flyers results, so they were still cheaper. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. God, God looked at me and said, ha. Not you today. think you just get away with that? <laughs> Absolutely and not. This is
0: DC sports. Not happening. And then last but not least, the Defenders won their first XFL game, first game of the season, first game of the league, 31-19 over the Seattle Dragons. Fun fact, Max. Did you know the DC Defenders have never lost a game? Undefeated.
1: Undefeated. They haven't even tied. Haven't gone to overtime. Nothing. They are a force to be reckoned with. Cardale Jones, a.k.a. 12-gauge, throwing to Rashad Ross, Redskins legend Rashad Ross. Is he really on the Defenders? Yeah, he's on the Defenders, man. He had a couple clutch passes, or catches, rather, including, I believe, and I, it's been a bit since the game, but I believe he got the game winner. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> or was that or Kari Lee, who's one of the tight ends on the team?
0: Awesome. Well... Shout out to the defenders, man! XFL defenders. So, uh, getting into the deep dive section. Well, a before bit. before we get into that, I want to just talk very quickly about the kind of format of our podcast. Sure. Go every ahead. every week we're going to have the State of the Union. It's our it's our first section, and it's going to be a quick recap of the sports in DC of that week. We're going to look at what's in season, mostly basketball and and hockey right now, football apparently with the XFL, but. Um, Occasionally we'll dive into some DCI double life championship games and maybe some big stuff with, uh, DeMatha, St. John's, Gonzaga, some of those national basketball high schools that are, that are in the area. After that, we're going to get into a deep dive. It's going to follow one sports team, uh, and look at, um, how they're either doing that's kind of relevant to the what's going on that week or a a certain topic that we're going to just dive a little bit deeper in
1: although i feel like we're breaking it this week because we're going to talk a bit about the caps and the wizards but (laughs) but that is typically what it's going to be is just the one team and we're going to go
0: from there yeah yeah breaking some rules on our inaugural podcast
1: yeah and then again for this one we're just going to talk a bit about ourselves at the very end and uh just Got you guys knowing a little bit about us. And speaking of us, we both went to School Without Walls. Are we going to be covering uh, high school sports on this podcast? No. All right, cool. Established. <laughs> See you later, School Without Walls. Thanks for the four years. Actually, great four years. Uh, on to the deep dive. Alexander Ovechkin could become the eighth player in NHL history to get to 700.
0: I didn't know that. 700 hundred. Eighth. Goals. That's pretty amazing. I but... might
1: have made that up, but I'm pretty
0: sure it's true. Um, seven hundred goals, though. I mean, can we talk about that for a moment?
1: Seven hundred goals. He's two away from that.
0: It's uh, it's like one of those numbers. where It's like, oh, uh, you kind of don't realize it till it gets there. But you, the amount of, especially in today's, especially in today's day and age with hockey, um, they're not scoring as much as they were back in back in the eighties. It's really impressive that he's done this and and just been with the the, the Capitals, one team, his whole career for so long and been able to do it is it's, it's just really impressive he
1: also leads the league in scoring uh, well scoring being goals here uh not in points john carlson's the points leader on the team but to have as many goals as he does and then i was looking at the ages of the people under him 22 24 23 26 29 patrick Kane, 31 25 24 24 23 it is absurd what he is doing at age 34 now the last couple games i think they've looked pretty flat you know uh there are questions of and honestly it looked like it to me on monday it looked like ovechkin was a bit checked out it looked like kuznetsov was a bit checked out and actually he did literally get checked out of that game uh with a chest injury but are they do you think that they're trying too hard to get ovechkin to 700 do you think something's going on there
0: I don't know if they're trying too hard or if they're... It's just like they've been so consistent this whole season. Uh, I think a lot of people didn't really count in. Uh, The Capitals weren't on a lot of uh, expert picks to win the the Stanley Cup. Sure. And they've been playing amazing. I think they've been playing a little bit above what a lot of people expected. And, I, I mean, it's a long season. 81 games is a long time, and to be that consistent for as long as they have been this season has been really impressive and I think this is just it's a dip. Yeah. We're sure. we're we're going to we're dip a little bit but I think they're going to come back and it's better to be hot later in the season because as as nice as the goal scoring is as nice as the points are we're about cha- we're about cups. District of champions baby. <laughs> <laughs> district of
1: champions. We're district divided but also district of champions more recently. And no, that's a very good point Max. I mean one of the things that we know about the Stanley Cup playoffs and especially Capitals fans know is the one seed is essentially meaningless, right? To us, we were down 2-0 to the Columbus Blue Jackets when all of us no one expected anything. It's then about, all of a sudden we put in Holtby and next thing you know we're on a Stanley Cup run. It's about getting hot at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Get hot at the right time in hockey. It's not the same in basketball, but in hockey all you need is a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. The moment you're in the playoffs anything goes. So many upsets. So many wild plays, so many puck bounces off the most awkward angles. You just never know. Just get in. Just get in. And the Capitals look like they're going to be getting in.
0: So uh, with that said, I want to get to a kind of our second topic for the deep dive. Um, we mentioned this a little bit in the State of the Union. The Washington Wizards were 3-1 this week. I believe it's probably our, our best week of the season so far. Um, and it's especially interesting because it's immediately after the trade deadline.
1: And, and to be clear, guys, the reason we're including two teams here is we're not sure the
0: Wizards are going to do this again this no. season. So we had to do this. Wanna, this is the I, time to do this. We're not going. There's a, It is very likely that we will not be able to talk about the Wizards again until next season, or until <laughs> free agency, or maybe when we get a permanent GM. Is Tommy Shepard our permanent GM? Who even knows? But three and one this week. Defense looking solid. I think it's worth talking about it.
1: Fourth strongest strength of schedule remaining. So we have to get this in now. We have to play the Bucks three times. We have to play, the play. I, yeah, we just have to play way too many good teams. Uh, that being said, next game, Cleveland. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who let's knows? Get, let's get that 8 seed, baby. Let's get that 8 seed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's roll the dice there. Let's see if a lottery ticket works in basketball after we said it clearly does not. Um, but, Max, as you said, 3-1 and one and... That trade deadline, what were
0: your thoughts on the trade deadline for the Wizards? So going into the trade deadline, I thought I had two, two things that I really wanted this Wizards team to do. I wanted them to get rid of IT. I think that was essential. Um, it doesn't take a genius to realize that Isaiah Thomas like is just not the player that he used to be. And it's really unfortunate what happened to him with the Celtics and what happened with his family and what happened with his injuries. But he just... When he was dropping twenty eight points a game, it was worth it to have him on the floor. But now he, when he's averaging fourteen, just he's a he's a liability, and as unfortunate as it is, it was time for him to go. Um, and I think that since we did that, I was really happy about that, and it made an immediate impact. Our our points per game so far this season is dead last. Our opponents' points per game, we, uh, the Wizards allow one hundred nineteen point eight. Which is ridiculous, and in the last four <laughs> games absurd. since the IT trade, um, one hundred eight point five, which when you put it um, on a season average would put us at twelfth best defense in the league. That's a, a massive improvement, and I think it's something that that um, should should be lauded. Um, another thing that to consider is the trades that we didn't make. Um, sure. Uh, something that I wanted to do was trade Davis Bertans. I I I think he's a great shooter. He's a great player, but um it would have been nice to get some value for him people wanted him and obviously we put the the trade value on him really high the two first rounders yeah two first rounders would have been nice um to get two first rounders but obviously i think that that said more that tommy Shepard didn't have any plans to trade him
1: yeah and, and so and so there, there's a question for you. Do you think that was the right move by Tommy Shepard to
0: set such a high price
1: on Bertans and then not budge? This Now, bear in mind, this is his first season as GM, right? So that is quite the statement he's making, choosing not to budge, right? So maybe he's establishing some, hey, when I say the price is two first-rounders, it is two first-rounders, right? Establishing that clout inside of the league, getting involved in these different trades. So he's networking, um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that he should have lowered the price maybe on Bertans?
0: Uh, initially, I was a little bummed. I'm not going to lie. I, I would have taken a first and a, and a second. I would have taken m- maybe even two seconds for Bertans. Interesting. Um, especially if you consider the 2021 draft is going to be a double, uh, what experts are calling a double draft, where it's the first draft that high school students are going to be available in the draft again. I think getting as many draft picks in that draft class is very important. However, looking at it from a bigger bigger perspective this is our first gm that wasn't ernie grunfeld as long as i can remember and he has a plan and i have not felt like the wizards have had a plan since before gilbert arenas so i think that's a really important thing to take in mind and and with that in mind i think it's a really positive move
1: all right yeah that's fair um and again and I've really liked the additions on the team. Now, Jerome Robinson hasn't gotten too much time yet, but he didn't get much time with the Clippers either. Uh, he got 21 points against... Or 21 points. I'm sorry. 21 minutes. That would be amazing if he had 21 points. Uh, 21 minutes against the Knicks. So, like, he's clearly going to be playing more here, which is great to see. Oh, we got a ton of projects. We got Mo Wagner. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Isaac Bonga. Like We've got... Garrison Matthews. Garrison Matthews. And uh, we, you know who's been playing well is Ish Smith and Shabazz Napier. Now, I know they're not exactly projects because... They're, you know, they're both veterans and they're older, but they—I tell you what—we are exciting to watch. You know, if you want to see a team go for over a hundred points a game and also give up over a hundred points a game, this is your team.
0: Yeah, this um, is
1: absolutely your team to watch.
0: Tons of points. They're they're playing hard for the first time since probably two thousand seventeen, and that's nice to see that's as, a, as a right? basketball fan. Yeah, as a Wizards fan. Yeah,
1: when you think about, uh, you know, one of my old roommates, uh, shout out. Tim Borosowski. Um, Philly fan, okay? Now, they're obnoxious people. Shout out Tim Borisowski. The fucking worst. The worst. And let me tell you, they do have something right, which is, hey, if you play for Philadelphia and you give your all, we're going to love you no matter what, mm-hmm. okay? And that is something that I'm feeling with this Wizards team. Yeah. They are trying. They're working their tails off night in and night out, and now it's starting to show and it's nice to see and we have a couple games coming up where we could win those and even you know just be closer to that eight seed now do i think we'll get it no this year i think we've all known has been about development player development and seeing what we can do next season with wall coming back what sort of core do we have we go from there but the wizards they're fun to watch and i'm looking forward to the rest of the season even though i know we'll lose more games than we'll win. I'm excited. I'm upset Brad Beal
0: didn't make the all-star game. He still may. Someone might get out injured. Who knows? (laughs) True. Um,
1: But, you know, just for him, like, I felt for him, right? You know, Wall's been out so much and he's been carrying the team so much. He's been playing really well. Yeah.
0: Another thing to consider, I mean, is Nets and Magic have not been playing well. They're currently the seventh and eighth seed. Um, If we can sneak in there, I don't think that would be bad to get some playoff experience for some of our younger players. and in a year that some of the experts are saying is a bad draft. I think, I think it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to go for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. I mean, it's, it's valuable experience for, you know, a project team essentially. Mm -hmm. And if they get the playoff experience, you see some play better than others in the playoffs that helps with your roster construction the next season.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So that's a, A little, a little bit of wizards, a little bit of caps. We're uh, done deep diving. Ho- hopefully, uh, seven hundred comes next week, and we can talk a little bit more about the caps. And yeah, they got and the and avalanche coming up. Let's see if let's um, see if they
1: can do it against the abs.
0: Yeah. So, uh, our our next section is uh for for this week. It's a, well, we might be calling this something different for the rest of the time. Every single week, it's a little bit something different. Um, and this week since it's our first inaugural podcast i want to um kind of introduce ourselves to you guys i think uh, an important part about being a dc sports fan is a uh, a little bit of uh, acceptance of failure and having and having bad sports memories um so we're going to touch on that touch on our favorite sports teams and then let's look take a look at our dc sports uh, mount rushmore um but first i think let's let's go through this these interview questions that we have um so Amith, could you uh mind tell me so what's your favorite sports team in dc
1: sure um and it also brings me much pain to talk about it because i recently have not been a fan of the team but um for dan snyder reasons but the washington redskins honestly are still in my heart my soul my spirit i have loved that team since i was four years old when my dad first (laughs) when my dad first was watching a game in the basement of our house. And I ran over there and I was like, hey, what are you watching? Um, And he was like, the Redskins are playing the Cardinals. And I was like, who are they? And he said, well, you know, one's got birds on their helmet and the other's got, you know, this guy on their helmet. And I was like, well, I hate the birds, so I'm going for these guys. I didn't know I was rooting for the Washington team. I did not know that. But um, let me tell you, the Redskins have made more requests to God on my behalf than anybody else or anything else. Every Sunday, you know, people people that actually need their prayers answered. I mean, we're talking like real problems. I'm trying to get in front of them to get these on-site kicks recovered on a Sunday when we're 3 and 10. There is no need for that. But that's how much I love that damn team. The Washington Redskins my, are my favorite DC sports team.
0: I'm sorry for you. Yeah, um, you should be and I appreciate I appreciate that. Yeah. Um so my favorite sports team, I I I had to think about this a little bit. I'm, I'm not the biggest football fan. I I used to be a bigger football fan for sure, but also for Dan Snyder reasons, don't really pay attention to it as much as I used to. But uh, I'm a huge baseball fan. Huge we will still cover fan. them, just to be clear. Oh, of course, heavily. Unfortunately, to our own to our <laughs> own detriment. Um, I th- I think the Nationals. I'm um, I'm a huge baseball fan, and um, when the Nationals first came to D.C., it meant a lot to me, and and seeing them, you know. Wins champ. Hey, did, did you know the Washington Nationals are the did World Series champions No, another fun fact. <laughs> yeah, and they beat the cheaters. Um Oh, by the way, God we'll, bless we'll the Nationals, get, get, though. Get into that later. Just God bless the Nationals. <laughs> um, I think the Nationals are my favorite sports team. Now, does your sports team favorite sports team always coordinate with your favorite sport to watch?
1: So, uh, I mean, it did early on. I mm-hmm. think over time, uh, football is a lot of fun to watch. It, it always will be a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch for me. Um, but I, I I love watching basketball. Do you, uh, I absolutely love watching basketball. Do you have a preference between college or NBA? I prefer college. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just because day in, day out, it, those results are so random. Playing at home really means something over mm-hmm. there. Um, and then March Madness is just the best event in the world. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So I think I'm going to go basketball on this one.
0: All right. And then for me, I think my favorite sport to watch is also basketball, but I'm going to take it the other direction. I think I'm going to go NBA. NBA. College basketball is a little frustrating for me. Uh, referees are awful in college sports, and uh, the the skill level in the NBA right now, I think, is at an all-time high. The, the average player is probably better than the average player has ever been, and I, that's really fun to watch. And seeing the game develop to what it is, I do think it's getting a little stale with the amount of three-point shots, but I do think there are some small things that – the nba can do in order to to make it a little bit more fun um i'd like to see them just continue the arc all the way around and eliminate that corner three okay i think so the three point is the same distance at every point on the court okay interesting but again
1: what about a four-point play or, or not beyond, a four-point
0: play but a four-point line beyond half court it has to be a spot beyond half court. court. no i'm just kidding you know so steph curry's do gonna start doing do those that. right don't, no four-point plays <laughs> <laughs> okay well how about your favorite sport to play max um my favorite sport to play now i'm not as as uh athletic as i, as I used to be no nah. when i was younger in my in my heyday my athletic prime um i was a baseball player i love playing baseball um played on my work softball teams past year and that was a lot of fun what Born were you batting old memories average yeah like 500 600 easy uh, slow pitch baby that's my boy max <laughs> easy um but now i think it's it's basketball, as boring as it is, but you can just go whenever you want, hang out by the court, hey, you need a fifth, and you're ready to go. I think there's something special about that. Beautiful.
1: And, and just to – just to um, my favorite sport to play is not baseball, but going back to the Nationals real quick, the the love this man has, Max Ewert has for those Nationals, I mean, tears just streaming down that beautiful face of his. It was absolutely unbelievable. It was calling every pitch. He might have even been saying, hey, I think they're stealing signs. I think he might have been on it before anybody else. Um, it, it was magical. It was truly magical to watch a fully grown man just break down because our local really, baseball team had won the title. And I get it. It was a emotional it. It was moment. Incredible. Shout out, shout out
0: to Mike Fires. Fuck the Astros. <laughs> fuck the Dodgers. Fuck the Phillies. Fuck Bryce Harper. baby that what's your your favorite sport to play
1: favorite sport to play has always been soccer and it always will be soccer there's just something truly magical about playing that game for me uh my dad you know grew up playing it um in india and then um my mom actually was the one that got me into it ironically my dad also but and my dad helped me with my progression as a player along with many many coaches um but uh soccer a hundred percent playing for school without walls some of my favorite moments ever um Playing club soccer at Carleton College was fantastic, and now playing District Sports here, um, I feel like a lot of people uh, know me from District Sports. Actually, now, Uh, in fact, I'm going to a game later tonight. (laughs) Got that futsal, baby. Got that futsal, man. Um, So it has to be soccer. That's good, absolutely. And
0: so I think this last question is incredibly important um, (laughs) because I think every every DC sports fan has one of these. What's your most painful DC sports memory?
1: So, there are many Redskins games to choose from. I think, okay, I'm not sure this is going to be anybody else's, honestly. But mine is the game against Seattle in the 2012 playoffs playoffs where we had just come off six straight wins. And we had very recently come off a primetime win against Dallas to win the division. And we were looking good I mean people were afraid to play us and we RG3's rookie season RG3's rookie season rookie of the year RG3 and Alfred Morris 200 yards in that week 17 clash against the Cowboys we are up 7-0 on Seattle we score in our opening drive we are on our way to making it 14-0 the play before we make it 14-0 RG3's knee gets hit by one of the D linemen I thought it was a dirty shot am I biased not at all That was a dirty fucking hit. And let me tell you, after that, he makes it 14-0. I still thought we had it, but something was clearly wrong. Watching RG3's career, which is effectively what we saw, watching his career disappear in front of our eyes for the next three quarters was the most painful thing I've ever seen because of the expectations that he had built for us, and justifiably so. He was unbelievable under the Shanahan's.
0: I also want to make it very clear that RG3's career went down because he played the next three quarters. I think he, all he did was deteriorate that knee in those three quarters, and it did nothing to help him in the future. At
1: all, because you saw once he,
0: you know, they had that fumble, mm-hmm. or that
1: strip rather, and he turned. And that's when everything gave out. And he was already on a bum knee. He was doing too much. Mm-hmm. And they brought, they brought in Kirk Cousins, obviously, because at that point they had to. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Kirk... Okay, quarterback, but ultimately, to me, just a guy. Yeah. Just also a, guy. a rookie. You know, also a rookie. Right, that's right. And he had won the uh, Browns game for us mm-hmm. that season to keep us in contention, to let RG3 come back. And But everything just fell apart for the Redskins because I genuinely wonder what we could have done that postseason and seasons beyond mm-hmm. if he had stayed healthy.
0: What about yours? Um, my, my most painful D.C. sports memory is a not not as high as stakes, it's my first first basketball game that I ever went to for the Washington Wizards. Um, they were playing the Toronto Raptors. I think it was around 2006 or something like that.
1: This wasn't the Michael Ruffin game.
0: They were up. They were up three with about <laughs> with less than ten seconds left to play. The Wizards inbound the ball to center Michael Ruffin. Michael Ruffin catches the ball with about eight seconds left and throws it about five feet in the air. John Salmons. Toronto Raptors, grabs the ball for about half court, takes a dribble, pulls up, drains the three. We go to overtime. We lose in overtime. And a lot, a lot of people who aren't as familiar with the game won't really grasp this, but it was, a, it was a game that the Wizards should have won. It was my first live game that I was going to, and I was very excited about it. I was a big Wizards fan. Aton Thomas, Brendan Haywood. The Pillars. Of DC Sports of of the Washington Wizards at the time.
1: I cannot believe you were at that game, and that was your first game.
0: That was my first game, yeah. And
1: uh, see what we have to live with.
0: Yeah. No, nothing, nothing but pain, baby. But oh. uh, yeah, to just see it, and it's like a, a play that you you could see in slow motion. The ball is going up slowly. It's like, wait a second, why Why'd you just throw that? Why didn't you just get fouled? We're already up three. You're you're gonna hit at least one, and then the ball comes down, and another player. Can on the other team catches it pulls up and just drains to three we go to overtime and lose and it, i feel like it's very emblematic of dc sports like <laughs> like we're, we're there we're yep. on the doorstep and like all we have to do is not shoot ourselves in the foot for and those we of you, do it every
1: time every single time for those of you that uh don't know the play that max is talking about literally just search michael same way you'd think it's spelled ruffin r-u-f-f-i-n on YouTube. It'll be the first thing that comes up and the second and the third and the fourth. If you need more help than that, Michael Ruffin, Toronto. Yeah. Michael Ruffin boneheaded. Unfortunately, it's funny because I was talking to our good friend, Paul Valmarescu over here uh, who supplied us with the uh, intro music. So shout out Paul Valmarescu, AKA Polly Polo, formerly known as Ponderosa fun club. It, we were talking about a Michael Ruffin shrine that we would pray to every episode. And I think that we are going to bring that onto this show. And once we have video, people are going to see this Michael
0: Ruffin shrine that we pray to for DC sports success. It's going to make me very sad, but, but I think I'll have to do it.
1: You're going to see this grown man cry some more. (laughs) And I I think that's going to be okay by everybody. So, uh, but before we wrap up the show in the next like two, three minutes, uh, we want to just say thank you to, you know, all of you for beginning this journey with us. We're going to be doing this once a week mm-hmm. and we hope that you continue to join with us. And if you have any suggestions or anything like that, this is our very first podcast. We're brand new to this stuff. Feel free to interact with us and we'll be posting this everywhere. Just, uh, just give us a holler and uh, we're even going to have Collins and stuff like that. We're going to try and make this work for you guys.
0: Yeah. We're, we're getting to work on some social media stuff, uh, Twitter, maybe Facebook, probably just Twitter for now. Yeah, good for the interactions. Um,
1: I'm posting this on Facebook yeah,
0: at at District Divided, baby. Um, <laughs> give us a give us a follow and tell us what you think. All right, sounds good. Cheers, guys, and thanks again for listening.